this week so it should be quick so it should be quick should be efficient like the last time when Stevie couldn't make it and went through everything no problems one of the one of the better episodes we had wasn't it one of the most watched I believe or most listened to I don't think anyone watches it <laughs> you never know though send <laughs> <laughs> that on a PC maybe we should uh, make a gif for our our profile picture something we should we should definitely do something I think yeah so red button for this week we've got a bunch of fixtures from last week's midweek to discuss, and then we've got tomorrow's ACL quarterfinal second leg. John Book versus Gamba. Yeah, we, we also got Guangzhou versus Kashiwa on in the background. One all at the moment, just before half time. But I guess we won't talk too much about that because nothing. Neither of us have got a good word to say about Guangzhou, have we? So. Uh, not really, no. no. So. I think cockroaches was the, was, was, was the word I used last time. I, I was talking about them. And country life. Country life, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so. But I see they've packed their stadium out for tonight again, yeah? Yeah, with all the people that bus in from Shenzhen and wherever. Yeah. Fucking ridiculous. Anyway, only last week's midweek. We were at Paul the same game. Games. We were at the same game, weren't we? <laughs> Unfortunately, yes. Yeah. You um, want to talk about Paul or do you want me to talk about it? Uh, you, can, you can talk about it first. Okay. I'm going to try and struggle to remember what it was all about. Um... The only thing I, the, the thing I remember most about it was uh, uh, Pohan getting a penalty. Yeah. It happened like, kind of midway through the first half. Yeah. Um, that no one saw again. Again, like no one. We were just we we're, were sitting watching it. And at one point, I just turned to Alistair uh, and I said something to him, and he's like, "I think it's a penalty." And then we looked up, and yeah, it was like no idea why it was a penalty. Like, uh, because yeah, around the Diablos, everyone assumed that he'd given a free kick to Sol because. Poang players didn't appeal. Yeah, no one Seoul, appealed. Seoul fans didn't know. Uh, Seoul players didn't know what was going on. So we just seemed it was like offside, or I don't know. The, the Poang guy had done something. We got a free kick, and then the referee sort of walks over to the spot, points at, and everyone was going, "What? What was that for?" It's like, I think. I mean, I think someone said it was for handball. I think that's what eventually came out as. It must have been for either handball or shirt pulling, right? Because yeah. there was no obvious foul. It's not like a Poang guy was upended and lying on the grass. No, but that, that's the thing. So. There, there was there was no one on the deck, so that's why I think it must have been a handball. It must have been. Um, but what was quite funny was uh, obviously uh, in goals was uh, your man himself who saved like three of the Pohang penalties last year. Yeah. Um, I, I think that's the only reason Che actually plays him against Pohang. Yeah. <laughs> it's because he, he he does psych them out, and he did the exact same thing again. The player put the ball on the spot, uh, and it was I actually said to um, Alistair and to uh, Steve from the Diablos who was sitting with us as well. Um, and I said, like, he's going to miss this. And you, you could see that he couldn't look the goalkeeper in the eye. He, he just kept staring at the ground, and you could almost see him saying, please don't look at me, please don't look at me, please don't look at me. Yeah. And he just kept staring at the... He wasn't even staring at the ball. Yeah. He was staring just directly down at the ground. And the keeper walked out, kind of said something to him, as he, as he did against them yeah. in, the, in, in the cup semi, or cup quarterfinal. Yeah. Turned round, walked back, and, yeah, one of the worst penalties I've ever seen. Um, something else that I thought was pretty was pretty funny was b- before he took the penalty, the goalkeeper actually signalled, "You're going left. You're yeah. going left." And then he dived right. 
No, no, he, he actually went, you're going left, you're going left. Yeah, yeah. And the penalty went left. But the goalie went right. Yeah. But he, he blazed it over the body of the left. It was like... It was, uh, it was about three feet wide of the left post. Yeah. It was, it was the worst nice, penalty It was a nice curling... It was basically what you'd expect from a free kick sort of 30 yards out. Yeah. Where he's got to get it over and above the wall. And they sort of go a bit over or around the post, right? It was... But to do that from the punter shots, yeah, he just he, he just completely bottled it. So you know, last time I we took him out Sol Pandit, and I said that Cheung Su always decides which way the goalie should dive mm-hmm. and signal. So I assume that he did that and told the goalie to dive to the right, even though the goalie was going, "You're going this way." I'm yeah. So yeah. like, what I found uh, quite funny, I said, and I meant to say this, I think it was last week when I was looking at that Vine video that I wiped out for Martin. Yeah, because it was his last ever goal when Adriano scored the penalty. Yeah, there was a guy standing directly in line, the like a soul fan, the behind the goal, yeah. pointing at Adriano, screaming left, 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 and Adriano put it exactly where the guy's finger, finger was. was pointing. I mean, he obviously didn't look at him, but it was just really funny. This guy's like, go left, go left, go left, and and he kind of like buried it in the left. But in that for that penalty, Adriano psyched out the goalie right because he was just Completely, stro- yeah. strolling up, strolling up. And he was getting close to the ball, and he wasn't, wasn't getting any pace or anything. Mm. And eventually, the goalie bottled it and dived. So Adrian just stuck it the other yeah, way. Yeah. So. Which I guess is what the rookie tried to do. But I guess we'll talk about that in the we'll main podcast. It. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's my favourite moment of the season. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that's getting my award. And, and just too late to put it in the interview we've just had for your favourite moment of the year. I know, I know. But I mean, that would be my favourite moment, definitely. Um, so un- unfortunately, with the Seoul Pohang game, uh, nothing else happened. Um, the, uh, nothing of. What, what did you think of the no? referee? Um, there was a lot of talk among Seoul fans that he'd heavily favoured Pohang. I mean, to be honest, like, you know what I think about referees, and I'm sure we'll rant about it one of these days. I really don't know what you think about it, because you always <laughs> say you're going to talk about it, and you never get around to it. Maybe tonight, maybe there's no Stevie. Maybe, yeah. maybe we can give you like five minutes now. Can... <laughs> um, but we'll do it in the main podcast. I don't in the main okay. But I, I, I thought it was terrible. I mean, uh, I, I don't know why I say he favoured Pohang. Well, I mean, okay, you... We could say he favoured Pohan because we have no idea why the penalty was given. Yeah. Um, but I think he just had a, a complete howler. I think he just. I don't think he really. I don't think he was up with play. I don't think he really knew what was going on. Um, and I mean, for a, for two teams that were, you know, challenging for third spot. I mean, okay, Pohan got it at the weekend. But for two teams that were challenging at that point for third spot, I thought it was a little bit. Um, of a lacklustre per- performance from both of them. It was kind of like an end of season, just playing out the fixtures yeah. game, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, than... it was pretty poor. Um, interestingly, it was obviously uh, Che dropping, or maybe Park Chi Young's injured. I don't know uh, what happened. He's there. got a dodgy knee. Oh, okay. So, okay, but that was interesting. The last two games, probably out for this weekend as well. And Cha was missing again. Uh, on Cha, I guess, was a strategic thing because yeah. he played it. He played against Chumbuk. But it was interesting for me that he put in Pakisong number 14 against Pohang. Mm. So we haven't seen him for months. We're generally regarded by the Seoul fans as useless, even though his career is Thierry Henry. Or not. <laughs> or not, as it would seem. Um, he played the first half and then he was hooked. And they brought on Yoon Jitae, who Seoul fans think is good and who's generally got a good scoring record. Come the weekend against Chumbuk, he put in Yoon Lok for his first game for about three months. Yeah. Yeah, that I could understand. Again, he hooked him at half-time, because presumably he thought, thought it wasn't working. So, Che's come in for a lot of criticism over the last two games. Well, I mean, he's he's gone back to what he did at the beginning of the season, when you guys started pretty poorly. Yeah. Uh, he kind of he chopped and changed, 
player after player after player, uh, like especially like the front pairings or the front one. Uh, he seems to have gone back to do like exactly the same thing again. Yeah. But yeah, when he did get a kind of um, kind of a consistent team, that's when you were on that run and started running games. I mean, I don't, I don't get the reasoning behind uh, dropping or like chopping and changing. So it's like he doesn't know. Well, he knows his, he knows his best eleven, or he thinks he does. But when one of those guys is out, he doesn't know who the best mm. who should be coming to replace him. And it's weird that he's got people who are on the bench week after week, but when one of the first team squad is out, he just brings someone in from the reserves to yeah. slot in. It's, yeah, that's what's, it doesn't yeah. make any sense to me at all. Like it's almost like he he, he keeps doing this to kind of try and outfox the, the opposition manager. Sometimes that when it works, he gets whoa, like, you're a legend for doing this. Uh, I mean, it doesn't work. Uh, it's like yeah, you know, you've been a that you've been an idiot. I, I don't really know which one it is. Yeah. I don't think he's outfoxing anyone apart from maybe himself. Um, and maybe he'll be the next Celtic manager. So I learned a, a really good or a new Korean word recently. So they call it a nembi. Nembi is okay. a saucepan, right? Okay, yeah. So a nembi is, is a fan who, for example, when Trey wins, they're saying, oh, Trey Young is the greatest, and then the next week they lose, and they're like, Trey out criticizing him. Oh, I think I saw that on your. Uh, I think someone put it on Facebook. Yeah. I, can, I, I had no idea what, what he was talking about because it was all in Korean. So. But I'm sure it's that little guy that was doing Sonam that I called a, a One Direction member or something. <laughs> or something, I think it was. So maybe okay. in the off season we can do a section on Korean football slang. And that could be a good idea. That could be a good idea. Um, obviously, uh, we'll, the guess the next game we'll, we'll talk about will be uh, Songnam blowing, <laughs> blowing their chance against John Nam. Um, like one 0 up, Nam Jun Jae. Um, but I mean, from what I could read on on Twitter, I think John Nam pretty much pounded Sonam for the whole second half, yeah. and it was probably a justifiable uh, point. But yeah, Sonam have now kind of failed to win in the last three games, and I think I'm a bit concerned that this is a slide that everyone was predicting would happen, with Seoul mimicking them. Yeah, but you get the feeling that Seoul are uh, their recent, like their kind of recent history, you know, like. Finishing second in the league, finishing, you know, like third, like winning the league. Matters. Yeah, you get the feeling that Seoul can handle this kind of bad patch of form at this point in time in the season. But more than Songnam can. For me, for me, the main difference is, is that, for example, last year, Seoul had a pretty good record against teams in the top six, and they where they buggered up was against Sangju and Kyungnam. That's a point. Whereas yeah. this year, they've got a pretty bad record against all the teams in the top six. So. Um, I really fear that given that all our matches left, apart from the one against Kwangju, are all teams around us, and if you get into the top six, you're going to have to play them all again. Yeah. I, th- I think we'll get relatively few points for the rest of the season. I, think so. I mean, my concern is just like, I just want Sonam to kind of stop that slide, because there's only three points between them and uh, falling out of the top six. And yeah, I, I mean, mean, it's the same for Seoul, but uh, I mean, if, if, if John Nam, they've drawn four of the last five. If John Am keep that form and so and, and uh, Song Nam are, are losing games, uh, I think I guess we'll talk about this in the main podcast. But we've both got Jeprov. We, we owe both we both owe Jeprov a, a big round of thanks, right, for his last minute equaliser against Cheju. Definitely. Because if Cheju had held on for, it wasn't like the ninety seventh minute that he yeah. scored that. If they'd have held on for the three points there, they'd be up on forty two points as well. Yeah. Now. And, that, and yeah. Seoul could be if Seoul get pounded by Suwon again at the weekend, they could be as low as eighth. But yeah. I mean, I think like Jeprov's equaliser. I think yeah, 
It's good. Probably. Have you seen it? I, I haven't seen it yet, no. It's a, it's a very good free kick. Okay, sweet. So, yeah, so um, Songnam 1 0 up, uh, first half, and then threw it away is Orsic, uh, podcast favourite. First time we've seen him in a few weeks, isn't it's it? It's first time, yeah, but again, he's kind of popped up when it matters for uh, John Nam. Yeah. Uh, I think the other game that, that was kind of a, a kind of big one, um, I think, was uh, John Book uh, away to Osan. I think we had predicted that as being a definite away win. I, I think Stevie said it was going to be a loss based on their win-lose, win-lose Oh, yeah, pattern. he did, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. Uh, which they which, to, they've actually copied, yeah. yeah. Which they've managed to maintain. Okay, I guess I said it was going to be an away win. Yeah, I, I guess it's the kind of fiction you think, yeah, they should go there and win, but if they're going to maintain what win-lose, win-lose, and you believe in statistics or patterns or whatever, then they'll lose. And, and they did. They did. I mean, 2-0 as well was a bit of a... a bit of a... Bad one as well. The rookie scoring just before half time, and then Kovacic, the guy who put Solnam out of the, the FA Cup, uh, scoring again, just with like five minutes left. But I guess John Book um, would see in the main podcast if they managed to bounce back against the FC Seoul, I guess. <laughs> but Paul's recovered from that yet. I guess it's not a spoiler to say that they did. <laughs> so, as ever, John Book screw up. Suwon had a relatively easier game away at Busan, so presumably the, the, the gap's been cut by three by two points. Uh, three uh, points. Of course it was, yeah, obviously. Um, unfortunately for Suwon fans and unfortunately for everyone else in the K League, uh, no, they they actually were a goal up after ten minutes, ended up two one down, and then we just were about ten minutes left. Uh, Obam Sok popped up. Uh, I'm, I'm assuming it was another deflection, the same as it was in the in the Asian Champions League, but. But yeah, so they, they salvaged a point after being 2-1 down. There's not many teams that go to Pusan and concede two, is it? Not really, I mean, I think, looking at Pusan's record, I mean, they've, they've only scored like 26 goals all season. They've got a, a goal difference of minus 17. I mean, to actually manage to, to put two in against the supposed second best team in the league, was kind of a bit, and it'd be. A, I mean, it come from one behind, you know, like a goal behind, and actually take a two-one lead over over Sue one when there's such a huge gap. Yeah. I mean, like, there's, a, there's a thirty-point gap. Yeah. Um, never mind, you know, like a thirty-three goal difference as well. Yeah. Yeah, it was a pretty good performance for for Pusan. I mean, they've been getting a, a lot of criticism from their fans or their fan. I guess we should probably say, but a couple of guys on Twitter have been kind of giving them a bit of stick, saying that they're you know they're an embarrassment and the manager should be. Fired and the, the the kind of board of directors should be taking a long hard look at themselves. But I think to come back from a goal down at home uh, against Suwon, I think was probably a, a, a decent result, and they were probably unlucky in the end hmm. to not get something from the game. So obviously with uh, Pusan drawing, I'm, I'm assuming Dejan won at home against Jeju. <laughs> they scored. They <laughs> scored two goals as well. So <laughs> they did, yeah. did they go ahead? No. Uh, no. Um, so, Karanga, who's kept up his his decent run of form recently. Um, Ai Karanga. Hmm? Ai Karanga. Ai Karanga. He got the first one, and then Ricardo Lopez uh, made it 2-0. Uh, Kim Tae-bong pulled one back for Dejan to 2-1. Lopez made it 3-1 before half-time. Uh, Kim Jong-kook. That must be before half time as well. Must right? be before half time as well, made it 3 2. Cracking first half then. Yep, yeah. and then Ricardo Lopez got the match ball, 60 minutes. 
for his hat trick. And I guess yeah, probably at that point, Dejan just gave up. If you've come back twice against them, you're not going to come back a third time. But again, Jeju's shown that when they click, uh, there's not many teams that can that are higher scores than them. I think they're the second highest scores in the league. Yeah. There's only one goal of difference between them and John Book and Suwon. Mm. So when Jeju do click, they're pretty special to watch. They just don't seem so to. It's their defence that's a problem, really, isn't yeah. it? They've got the second worst defence, second high, second best attack. So. The, the thing about them as well is that they don't seem to... I mean, I've watched Jeju several times now. I've watched them twice, I think, against Sonam. Maybe, yeah, twice, I think. Once against Inchon, twice against Seoul. Yeah. Um, and they've been poor every time I've seen them. Yeah. But not just poor, but actually look disinterested. It looked as if they couldn't really actually be arsed attacking. But yet, when they do attack and when they do click, they're, they're a great team to watch. They would... Yeah, they, they would... Terrible against Seoul, the game we went to in Cheju, right? Yeah, yeah. It's the kind of individual mistakes they're all making. Yeah. That's the thing, I mean, I, I mean, I think we discussed this after the game, you know, like, a, a couple of days afterwards, when we got back and did the podcast. Yeah. And we said, you know, it wasn't that Jeju won that game, it was that Seoul lost that game. And I, I think we have to agree with that, that, that was kind of um, what happened. I mean, Seoul should have had that game wrapped up. Yeah. It should never have been like three points lost. But Seoul lacked that kind of competitive instinct to really put games away, I think. Yeah, that, that's the thing. I mean, Seoul don't really... It's very, very rare that, that Seoul go two goals up or three goals up and kind of kill a team. They're, they're, it, you, you always feel like... It's, it, it's, it's like Songnam. It's the same as Songnam. That you, you always feel that they leave the door open for a team to come back. Yeah. But they, you, they never look like they've actually killed the game. Unless they're playing Dejan. <laughs> and then they usually kill the game then, but... Uh, no, Seoul struggled against Tejon all three times this really? year. Really? I thought I beat them 4 1 or something. Like that. One of the, I remember the, one, the game away at Tejon, we needed to win in the last minute. And he scored two goals in the last five minutes to come back from 1 0 down. Uh, the two games, are, two games at home, maybe one of them we won comfortably, but the other one was, again, looked like 0 0 all the way until. Oh, yeah, that, I was at that game with you as well, wasn't it? And then the final match, I guess, was uh, the one that no one cared about, uh, Guangzhou versus Incheon. Um, I guess that one finished 1-0 Guangzhou. Um, well, I've just managed to click on something. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I didn't see the goal. Paul, did you see it? Did you? No. Like, yeah, I didn't see it. Um, but, again, Guangzhou just kind of refusing to like, give up, I guess. Kind of still managing to get the odd strange result. Yeah, they sort of turned around their bad run in the last couple yeah. of weeks, haven't they? But so you'd you'd have to imagine that they're with a, what eleven points between them and Pusan, they've got to be safe now. Solid mid-table. Yep, but for our team back in the the classic, I guess is it is all you can ask for. I wouldn't be surprised if they get overhauled by Ulsan, but I don't think Pusan will. I can't, see, yeah. I, I, I can't see Pusan pulling back 11 points on them. Um, and to be honest, I think if Pusan do finish second bottom, I, I can't see them beating any of the, the, the challenge teams mm. that are there. So I think you're looking at it as being probably Pusan dropping down and I don't see them coming back. Yeah. So it's, you mentioned the challenge teams there. How did they get in last midweek? Um, well, I think the, the big game was uh, Elan versus Daegu. This was at home, which was a chance for, um, I guess, like Eland to kind of pull themselves back out of the mire that they've been in. 
recently. Um, obviously, at home, home advantage over Daegu, you would imagine they would have uh, put in a pretty sweet performance. But unfortunately, Steve is not here to actually tell us what he thinks. But I did read something online that rhymed with height. Um, he didn't actually go to this game, did he? He, went, he was. Uh, he went, he, I think he was at Chunju or <laughs> Ansang or something. No, wasn't that? Oh, well, he, he was at K3. He was at Dolphins, right? Me yeah, Dolphins. Dolphins. Yeah. But, um, but basically, yeah, Elan lost to Daegu, which is a huge blow. Yeah, have you noticed um, how their bad turn of form has gone? What has started once he started gallivanting around the country going to all his 48 clubs? Well, it'll be interesting to see if it, if it turns back around again now that Brian Irvin's back as well. Because mm. Stevie seems to think Brian Irvin was the reason why they went on the good run of form. But I think that's just because he's a Aberdeen fan, which we won't talk about at this point in time. Why, how did they get on at the weekend? Fuck off. <laughs> Sadly still painful. And in more ways than one, I think I broke my knuckle as well. Um, but anyway, um, so yeah, so Elan lost 2-0 to Daegu, um, which was kind of a bit of a, as I said, a, a hammer blow for them, I think. Uh, they're now sitting, they're still in the playoff spots, but sitting four points behind Daegu and seven points behind Sangju. You've got to imagine that any aspirations that they had of avoiding extra playoff games is now probably gone. Yeah, I think Diego will probably see out second place. I think they've got what is it? Ten, four, forty game season, isn't it? Forty game regular season. They've yeah. got ten games left. Every ten games left. I mean, four points in ten games is not, and you know, you know, it's not impossible to hold back, but. I mean, yeah, if if it is truly down to Brian Irvin, he's back for the next ten games, then surely we'd expect them to go on a massive run. And well, we'll find out soon enough, I guess. Yeah, yeah, I guess. But the other big news was uh, Anyan, uh, the sorry Sanju the army against Anyan um, in Sanju. In in Sanju, a, a game that you'd have to have reckoned that they would have won. It's kind um, of game you'd bet your mortgage on a home win, right? You'd have thought so, yeah. But yeah, unfortunately not for Sanju. They they were actually two 0 down. Um, after after uh, half time, um, but then pulled one back in the second half. But yeah, they, they, that's their second defeat in a row. So that's um, that's not good for them. They've been on a pretty bad one as well. That they haven't won. I think they've won one in five. Um, you think Tego could catch them? Uh, it's only three Cause, points. Because they're going to they're going to be losing all their players soon. Yeah. Right? I mean, they're going to keep some, like uh, Park Jun Po and uh, Lee Sang Yup. Mm-hmm. That's the two big ones I, that I know that are going to be staying because they, they just joined at the end of last season. Like after last season was finished, yeah. Park, Jun, Park Jun Po was the Sonam captain. Um, so they're going to have them, but I think the ones who had joined earlier, yeah, they're definitely going to lose them. So if they, if as people have predicted, that they start falling down the table at that point. Then you've got to imagine with only three points in it, the Daegu will probably kick in up winning the league. Which would be interesting, I guess. Nice, always nice to go to Daegu Stadium and see 50 people in that stadium of 60,000. Yeah. Um, other other big games, I guess. Um, I thought they were in our big games. Suwon, I guess. How did they I get? I guess on? yeah, the place against Suwon. Um, and yeah, Suwon won away from home at, in Ansan. Uh, Kim Bu Guan with them with like ten minutes to go. So Suwon, uh, I've kind of been doing reasonably well, I guess. So I think I actually read somewhere online, oh yeah, somewhere on, on on Twitter that someone was saying that, that they reckoned there would be a Suwon derby next season more Thank than you. a more than a Seoul derby. Quite um, possibly. I think so. Yeah. I mean, if if Elan play 
if, if the table finished exactly the way it is, you would have signed you automatically promoted. You would yeah. have Elan playing Suwon, yeah. and the, the winner of that playing Daegu, uh, and then the winner of that playing Pusan. You really can't see Elan winning three games. No. The way that they've been playing, yeah. You would imagine either Suwon or Daegu would probably put them out. Yeah. So I think you, there's probably more chance uh, of a Suwon of a Suwon derby. I think if Eland are to have any chance of, of getting into the Classic, I think they have to finish second. So they only play the two playoff games and not and not three, yeah. But as you said, they're currently in fourth and they've got Puchon breathing down their necks. So yep. how did Puchon get on? Uh, midweek was uh, Puchon's week day off. off. Uh, week off, so... But, uh, but they, they were playing on Saturday or Sunday. Uh, other games... Goyang uh, against Gyeongnam, the bottom, the table, I guess. Like Gyeongnam, second, second bottom, but having a pretty howling season. Chunju, uh, Gangwon, uh, Gangwon won two 0 so Chunju still sitting at the bottom, exit at the bottom. So yeah, not really much changed, I guess, apart from Elan dropping to fourth, uh, even though both teams lost. Which is soccer way doing that thing again. But I guess Saturday's games as well. Yeah. Okay. So. Okay. I guess that brings us on to the Asian Champions League. It does, yeah. And right now, uh, between Guangzhou and Kashiwa Reso, it's still one each. So right now, Guangzhou are 4 2 ahead. So it looks as if Reso are not, not going to pull it back. So we can expect the, the Millionaires in the, in the semi final. I think anyone can beat them. If anyone can beat them, it's the green mean machine. Of Chumbuk. <laughs> yes, of Chumbuk. Um, Do you think they'll get past Gambo Osaka? So this is, this is the match tomorrow, right? This time it's tomorrow. tomorrow, yeah. Um, uh, I guess it'll be all over, but it must be an hour. Yeah, I think it's a 7pm kickoff off Yeah, so... Um, to be honest, I think if anyone... I guess if, the, if it was... Like, when you looked at the four Korean teams... In the group stages at, at the beginning, yeah. if you were going to imagine any Korean team being in the semi-final, it would probably have been Jongbuk. Yeah. Um, so I think having watched Gamba twice, both against Songnam obviously, uh, and then having watched them on the like, highlights and uh, against Seoul, they are a good team, but they they like to attack. So and the they first leg finished nil nil, right? Nil nil, yeah. In, yeah. in uh, Chonju. In, in Chonju, yeah. So. They've got a Chumbuk have got to go away to Japan and score or defend for 120 minutes. Yeah, which the Chumbuk of the K League don't look that they can actually defend for 120 minutes and not concede a goal. Yeah, especially losing 2-0 to Osan. Uh, but then again, they, they do look like they can probably score. And I think having that, as I said, I mean having watched Osaka, they win the attack, yeah. they leave a lot of spaces. Like they do leave a lot of space at the back. That when in the game in Osaka against against Songnam. Like, Songnam should have won that game. Yeah. Should have at least got a draw, but probably should have won it. But it was just like some poor poor finishing, mainly by Wang Yijou. Uh, but they do leave holes at the back, and if John Book can can exploit that, then maybe they can get a goal. The interesting thing for me is that um, obviously Seoul played John Book at the weekend, and going down on the bus, we were speculating about whether they'd have their full strength team against Seoul, and we we're we we're saying basically. This is probably the best time you could ever pick to, mm. to play against Chumbuk because You'd have thought so. they'll theoretically they'd have their minds on the, the upcoming cup semi final or cup quarter final. They wouldn't be concentrating on the league, uh, but he did play a full strength squad, so all the 
all the main guys were there. And obviously they pumped souls, so... Yeah, it was a pretty, it was a pretty bad one as well, yeah. I mean, like, John Book had a good... Again, like we talked about with Jeju, like when John Book click, they're a joy to watch. They just don't seem to click that often. And I'm they just will. not convinced that they're going to... I mean, as I said, Gamba will, if, if Gamba attack, they'll leave spaces. John Book can exploit those, those spaces. But you have like, Usami and you know like, the other kind of forward-thinking attacking players that, that Gamba have, and I think oh, that kind of be a goal. That's offside, is it? Offside. Foul. Offside. Uh, so, if they can keep it tight for about 60 minutes and really worry Osaka, then I, I think they've, they've got a chance, but yeah. I think, uh, yeah, if there's going to be a goal scored, John Book have to score it first. Yeah. He's offside. He's, uh, he's a male offside. Yeah. Yeah, I think if there's going to be a goal scored, John would have to score first. So I think if, I think if Gamba score, they'll just shut up shop and John would have no chance of beating them. But theoretically, once they've scored, the pressure's off to some degree, right? They can get away with a one-all draw. Yeah. So. yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, John would have to score first. Yeah. I think if Gamba score first, Gamba will just... Then shut they'll, up, then shut they'll up. be forced. If John would score first, Gamba will be forced to chase the game, which yeah. will leave more gaps. Yeah. So... Because I think they, I think yeah, I think John Book's only chance is, is to score. I do not think they'll keep them for, for 120 minutes. And even then, I I watched John Book's penalties in the semi-final of the Korean FA Cup last year, yeah. and I wouldn't put my money on John Book winning in penalties anyway. Those penalties were absolutely horrendous. So I wouldn't put my money on John Book actually having the bottle to beat someone in penalties anyway. Not for such an important match. So I. For me, the only chance that John Book have is to go out there and score. And of course, it'll be on Korean, like live on Korean TV, as the as the as the only DCL representative left. I'm sure they they won't just show baseball. The same game on all five same channels. Same game. I mean, JTBC might actually show it, but yeah, they might. They've they've been they quite might. good about showing. Yeah, they haven't been too bad. I mean, I met, I asked you a couple of minutes ago whether you thought anyone could beat uh, Guangzhou. I think since they got rid of, got a shot of Cannavaro and brought in Big Phil, or Fat Phil as you like to call him. Fat Phil. They've definitely improved because, to be honest, Guangzhou were very average in the two group games they played against Seoul. Yep. So Seoul went to Guangzhou in their first group game away and they looked very, Seoul looked very timid and they thought, obviously, they knew Guangzhou's reputation so they didn't really go out and attack, they just looked to defend. Yeah. And they ended up losing 1-0. And then when Guangzhou came to Seoul, which was probably game day four or five. If it was seven? Five, I want to say. Five? Five. Because they went to Japan last. I think they played Sydney twice. Oh, yeah, it was five then, yeah. So I think it was five. And that wasn't that ended up being 0-0. But again, Seoul... Oh! How did they how miss, did that? miss that? Oh, that's a kind of... I mean... If they need to get, say we should qualify, we should uh, qualify that. Raysol just had a pretty good chance that they blazed over the bar. You're not going to get that many chances against yeah. Guangzhou, so when you get one that's that that, you that really good, you need to take it. That's, how's that? How's that not goal? He's all the time in the world. Uh, oh, so actually, he hit the defender. Hit the defender. It's a corner. What do we know about football? Yeah. <laughs> Can't even see it on a TV. 
Nothing happened from the corner. Yeah, okay. Clear by so, so yeah, as you were saying, I mean, I was actually at the, the Guangzhou, the Seoul Guangzhou game. That's a really poor game. It was well. terrible. Uh, like, have you ever have you noticed we've been saying that a lot about Seoul game? <laughs> yeah. it's a really poor game. But to be honest, I even against, I was at the Songnam game at Tanchon, obviously, and uh, I didn't rate. I didn't think Guangzhou looked that particularly that that good that day either. I mean, especially given the caliber of players. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Given their buying power is so much higher than anyone else in a, well, I guess there are teams in the Middle East that can compete on financially, even if they don't have the glamour. But, but, but in, in terms of the group that yeah. they're in, in terms of the region yeah. that they can play against, yeah. they're by far the, the, the highest spending, biggest team in, uh, yeah. in, in, in this region of Asia. And uh, to see, I mean, even the game against Songnam in Guangzhou, yeah. I mean, Songnam had a guilt-edged chance to pull one back, it was a dodgy penalty, oh, yeah, sorry, a, a, was it a dodgy penalty or a dodgy free kick I think, um, so I didn't really rate them in the games I saw them against the Korean teams. Yeah, um, they look quite quite okay tonight don't they? Yeah they're looking pretty good tonight, I mean and they are 3-1 up from the first leg so you probably think they probably don't, don't need to look that good either, but I think if it came down to it, uh, I think Guangzhou Gamba would be a pretty cracking semi-final. Um, and Gamba might be the only team that could actually knock Guangzhou out. Mm. But you've got to say, probably that will be a Guangzhou Al Halal or something final, I think. I think Guangzhou will make the final. Yeah, I would expect them to. Hopefully, put the kiss of death on them. Hopefully. I guess uh, the way the draw for the Champions League works is that it's like. The first from Korea, the second team from Japan, the third from China, right? So the Korean team should start thinking about which position they want to finish in the leagues to make sure they avoid Guangzhou in the next group stage. Yeah, I guess, yeah. Assuming Guangzhou will win the Chinese league for the fourth time in a row. Or I mean, you have to look at it and say that, yeah. I mean, looking at the ACL spots, I guess Songnam fans are hoping that, that, that Pohang finish third and win the FA Cup. I guess Seoul finish third and win the FA Cup. I don't really care. But as long as Songnam finishes fourth, yeah, uh, and the team that finishes third wins the FA Cup, then that will get us in the ACL again. Yeah, and I think that's—I mean—that's all we can hope for now. I think, yeah. Yeah. Okay, Paul. So do you have a song to lead us out of the red button then, as you normally do?